Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. problems with that song we've tried to get that song on a couple of times now and uh just so many problems with that one clip and it's a shame because i really do like that one a lot how's everyone doing welcome fxe live ah i tell you and it is live when you have an opening like that huh folks nothing you can do how's everybody doing today coming to you live from leesburg florida and uh looking for a really good show tonight we have well, title says Jester said what, and I guess uh, you know if people make up the uh, the write up for this, and JT uh, got together and came up with Jester said what, and what did he say now? What has JT in shock and asking questions? What the hell did I do now? You know, I, I swear I didn't do anything. Not this time. <laughs> But we'll see. Uh, obviously, there's a complaint amongst the ranks or a question amongst the ranks, and uh, we'll be talking to JT about that. Florida Wrestling Talk, obviously, what's going on. And, um, you know, great balls of uh, great balls in just making that pay-per-view, seriously. Honestly, folks, that's uh, what's on my mind tonight is WWE gave us a pay-per-view, and they had great balls calling that a pay-per-view. Once again, I'm just disappointed with some of the things that have gone on and and what they did with the Lesnar-Samoa Joe match. I mean, that's just a mess. So, you know, I can't wait. We're going to get JT in, obviously, and uh, becoming a regular, becoming a regular on these Wednesday night podcasts, we're going to be joined at some point by Busy J from New York. So we've got Florida. We've got good old Leesburg, Florida in the house. We've got JT over in Texas. We've got Busy J in New York. And uh, it's really going to be an interesting show to see where this one goes tonight, folks. But, you know, as I've stated in, on all our podcasts through FantasyJesterSports.com, don't forget, we're brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and also BreadFromYourBed.com, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, and uh, all those podcasts, besides having me, have one other thing in common. You know him as Fez437 on Twitter, the one, the only, Jason Townsend. JT, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing there, Jester? Uh, considering we had that uh, little excitement at the beginning of the show and just prior to the show and all, it's pretty interesting. It's going to be a fun night. We've got Busy J uh, on hold here uh, with us right mm-hmm. now. We're going to bring him in in a couple of minutes. But, you know, uh, 
obviously at some point here we're going to find out what you're in shock. What did I do now? You know, uh, we'll find out about that in a little what while. We'll, you know, what did I do? Seriously, I mean. I mean, honestly, I, it would be easier to tell the folks what you haven't done than what you have done. Wow, really? Oh, all right. So it's going to be this kind of show I see tonight. It's uh, going to be pick on Jester and find out what Jester has done wrong again, uh, folks. Also, obviously, I've mentioned Busy J. We're going to be bringing him in in a minute from New York. We're going to talk a little WWE with Busy for uh, the first half of the show, then we'll go ahead. We'll start talking uh, JT and I about the local scene down here. But without any further ado, let's get a moment, let's say hello, hello, and get the night started with the one, the only, busy J, Jason Cordner. How are you tonight, sir? Sellers, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Go on, busy. You know, busy, I got to be honest with you. I'm doing pretty well if I'm not WWE at this point. I just... I don't know. Am I being picky? Am I being picky? Did you like the uh, pay-per-view event? What did you think of it? On a scale of 1 to 10, I would have probably gave it a solid 6-6. I thought some of it was predictable. Some of it was okay. I was really surprised about the whole Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman's outcome, even though I think me and JT had Strowman. But I was just surprised with the aftermath. Like, where did that leave us? And other than that, right, right. Yeah, other than that, it wasn't too predictable. It wasn't too predictable. Good call on DeBray Wyatt because he got two clean wins back-to-back over Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of uh, – and like I said, I, I kind of felt that's where they were going with that one. The uh, the six scale, the six scale. All right, before I comment on it, let's get JT's opinion on that six. Are you, are you agreeing with that six, JT, or how did you see it? Um, I mean, five and a half, six, right in, the, in that ballpark. Uh, you take the women's championship match. It was pretty good match. Poorly booked finish. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Roman, uh, Roman Reigns, Strowman. I still think that they're going to do something with Strowman and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Though the, as Busy men- mentioned, the interesting finish to the way that happened leads you to believe we're going to have another Reigns and Strowman match. Um, could WWE make yet another challenger look any worse than they did in Samoa Joe or any weaker? Uh, but something interesting to mention, you talk about Bray Wyatt, in his first uh, pay-per-view win in a while. But let's talk about how WWE works. Who's the cover boy of their next video game? Seth Rollins. Every year, whoever's been on the cover, for the most part, is well, provided they're an active or a semi-active wrestler, has gone on to do something big. And Seth Rollins is the cover boy for the next edition of that. So I'm curious to see how they uh, rebound for Seth on that. Hmm. Yeah. And was anybody uh, surprised uh, at all of a sudden – uh, between Sunday night and Monday night, uh, pretty much uh, the Hardy Boys can be had by anybody. I'm not too, not too surprised. The only thing which I'm hoping they're doing is they're going to break an angle after this. I think this is after this. We have to go that angle. If you're just going to bring it back as a regular Hardy Boys, then they're the new Dudleys. They serve no purpose in today's WWE. 
I, I guess they, I, I don't know. Did they really bring him back to, here, here's the belt. You can come back. Here's the belt at first, and then pretty much you're going to have to put everybody over. I just can't I, imagine that the momentum that, that, that the Hardys had outside of WWE, unless we're talking a massive payday, a uh, massive payday, I would be shocked to see that happen. I think they're just trying to get kind of buy time until that uh, anthem gives up that broken gimmick, and uh, then we see a rebirth at that point. Okay, so they're working with what they've got, and the big change will occur when they can do the break out, break out the broken. Exactly. Much. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think you can state enough, JT, what you had mentioned about the Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar match. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and Busy J, I want to ask you. Correct me if I'm wrong. As we take a look at that match, okay, Samoa Joe, who literally at one point these men had to be separated by the whole locker room. Samoa Joe just lost after one F5 to a guy that Goldberg wiped the floor with twice in just a couple of minutes. That is really, yeah. I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm missing something, did I miss something somewhere in the translation of what the hell just happened? I want to say it was poorly booked match, and I, I have a feeling it had something to do with the whole Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman carryover effect, where they was a, they were showed on time. That's the only explanation I could come up with that terrible ending to a decent, Ooh. the first five minutes was great. Uh-huh. What I don't understand, though, is the ending in general. Okay, let's say it was the 1F5, okay, but it shouldn't have been a... All right, how do you keep the belt on a part-time wrestler? He's not... Samoa Joe shows durability, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been able to hold up to the schedule since he's moved up. He took care of the knee while he was down in NXT, and since then the knee is held up. He's been able to hold up to the steady schedule... I mean, that's somebody that you have to put the belt on, not somebody that's going to wrestle, you know, once every couple of months. Yes, sir. Maybe maybe let me give you a different way to look at this, okay? Three words to Mm -hmm. describe that match. Short, violent, impactful. Okay, maybe the 1F5, in a way, was to kind of bring back some of the uh, ferocity and – status of Brock Lesnar, not so much a knock at Samoa Joe because they want to have, we got one of the big four pay-per-views coming up next month. They want to have those two T-Rexes go at it in Strowman and Lesnar, perhaps what better way to get some of Strowman, you know, Strowman's got his beef. He's kidding. You know, they're in a brutal match with Roman Reigns. Last time we've seen Lesnar, you know, he's picking on Goldberg and Goldberg made him look bad for a little bit. So maybe this was a way for them to, bring the impact of Brock Lesnar's character and status back. All right. I'm going to ask you both the same question, though. And I'll start with you, JT. Are you alluding to a possible either three-way or four-way match for the title in the future? Maybe And in that part B of that question, when I say four-way, 
is that fourth person cast now that he's broken through. No. So that you have no. four big men, you have Samoa Joe, Lesnar, Strowman, and Cass on each one of the four corners. Honest, my honest opinion, you won't see Cass in a in 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 any kind of a you know main title booking at my point until after Survivor Series. You think they're going to leave him at a mid level? Is that what you say? I you know it, it's like I, it's like we've talked before on the show. Vince, you like you said, Vince likes the big muscular guys. Okay, well you can check off big for Cass, but you're not checking off muscular. I think you need to, I think you need to see them get this guy's character repackaged a little bit physically uh, before you see him in, in there. I just he, he's he's soft. There's no way to put it, um, and I don't think he's <laughs> earned that status at this point either. He's not earned that status uh, in any way, shape, or form with what we've seen from him over the last. 12 months. Okay, so could you see Lesnar? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to ask you the same damn questions in a minute. Okay, they, right. okay, so are you going with a possible three-way between Strowman, Lesnar, and Samoa Joe? Or I'll throw in a different fourth, Bray Wyatt. See, I would think mm. more of that three-way. I would think more of that three-way between Reigns Strowman and Lesnar, who all three of those guys have history with each other or have something going already started. I think Samoa Joe right now is in the future, but I think you're going to see him a little bit longer down the road, maybe uh, closer to the Royal Rumble before you see him wearing that main belt. So if it was going to be a three-way, I would pick Reigns, Strowman, Lesnar. And again, you've already got a little bit of a base set for those guys. So that would be my choice. Busy, have at it. You heard the questions. What's your opinion on what I'm asking? I, I like the idea, but knowing WWE and the way they're booking stuff, I think we're going to get... Because you got to remember, SummerSlam is not for five weeks. Raw has to fill in some content for the next couple of weeks. So what I think happens next week is Braun Strowman returns, interferes in that um, Samoa Joe-Roman Reigns match, and then the following week we get a triple threat for the winner to get Brock. And that's where Strowman beats them both. And I think if Strowman and Brock, one-on-one, SummerSlam, sell that universal title, get the title off the part-time with Strowman, and then you build right. from there. I think that's the, the angle they're going at. And you got to have, if you're going to have it monster versus monster, you got to build Lesnar back up a little bit. What better way to do yeah. it than to basically mop the floor with Samoa Joe? Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, I just, uh, me personally, guys, I, I got to be honest with you, I just didn't understand making Samoa Joe build him up, build him up, build him up, to all of a sudden just make him look that weak. And I guess it is to help build up Brock, build Brock back up somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Helping keep Heyman relevant. You gotta have Heyman out because there somehow. if Brock doesn't have a belt or Brock doesn't have a regular role, okay, you also lose Heyman, one of your best Mike men. Right. Exactly. That's just the way I see it. Okay, uh, let's go ahead. Let's switch over to Raw. Uh, and Busy J, go ahead and kick off on uh, Raw. What did you like? What did you not like about where that went? 
what I liked was the whole Brock, you know, showing up. We finally get him to see more of the part-timer. He's working maybe a little full-time-ish kind of hours. And I like how Samoa Joe confronted him because it was a pretty short match. And, you know, they I still feel like they could do something with the two of them. I just don't like the whole Roman Reigns being awarded a number one contendership. You know, after he lost to Strowman, beat up Strowman, we were so confused to know if he's the heel or he's the face. They still haven't really determined that. And the other, the other thing I hated, I really hated about Raw was why is Seth Rollins helping out Dean Ambrose unless you're going to turn Dean Ambrose heel? You need to do that sooner than later. It's too, we don't need to see a shield reunion anytime soon. These guys, you know, the, the last pay-per-view was the first time in a while that all three members of the shield lost on the same night. So we really don't need that right now. So those are my major gripes with Raw. Let me, uh, let me ask you real quick before I ask JT the same question. Uh, any thoughts on the Finn Balor, Elias Samson, how that's going? Or, I mean, we have not seen the Beast yet since he's come back. I think, and it's funny, we're talking about WWE. I'm pretty sure you guys heard that Austin Aries is gone, right? And his main right. gripe was because his main gripe was because they only wanted to stick him in 205. Austin Aries is pretty much the same size as Finn Balor, and you ever notice since we got 205, we have not seen the Beast. We haven't seen Demon King. So I think his character needs a fresh new – they need to reboot him. And I like this whole Samson thing going on. I kind of like Samson a little bit better right now than I do Finn. So I don't think it's working in terms of the booking that way. So I think Finn needs a whole new fresh reboot. I think uh, he needs to stay, in my opinion, and, and JT, let me ask you the same thing. My opinion on Bauer is if you're going to justify his size with the big boys and not put him in 205, um, you have to keep him as a beast then. You put, I mean, yeah, I, and, and I Aries, and so that you know, Busy, uh, just real quick, JT, before you comment on that. Uh, busy. I saw Austin Aries. Uh, I was I was three rows from the uh, walkway between the stage and the ring uh, when they were down here in Orlando for SummerSlam last year. I saw Austin yeah. Aries up close, and I saw Finn Balor up close. Actually, Austin Aries is a little thicker. Mm. They're about the same height. They're about the same height. Austin Aries is a little bit thicker in person. Not by much. It's only maybe by about 10 pounds, but it's still 10 pounds. He's still a little bit bigger. But yeah, I understand, you know, I kind of understand what Austin Aries was saying, but when you're playing in Vince's backyard, Vince doesn't give a shit what kind of attitude you have. If you have a bad attitude in the locker room, he's not going to be impressed and he doesn't really care. And if you're causing problems back there, Okay, and enough workers or the right workers complain, you'll be gone. Plain and simple. That's true. Got plenty of workers out there. As every damn promoter from here to Timbuktu knows, okay, that if you have an asshole wrestler, it doesn't matter at what level, you don't have to deal with them ever again. There's a bunch of people looking for a break, looking to make a dollar, looking to work. But you don't have to put up with that, and especially if you're Vince McMahon. Now, let me ask you something, JT, as I, as, as I got into just 
with the question regarding Finn Balor. I mean, if you're going to keep him around <laughs> and not send him to 205, don't you think you should be using the Beast more? No, I mean, and far be it for me to say something unpopular on any one of our shows, but as I've said all along, I'm sorry, the Demon King is a ripoff of the Boogeyman, plain and simple for me. I'm not a big fan of it to begin with. Um, Let him be his own person. Let him be his own own character. I like what they're doing with him. I think he needs a little bit of time. It just seems like it's, you know, wash, rinse, repeat with WWE. We bring guys out in big situations from NXT, you know, Ty Dillinger, and then you have him. He looks great, and then a couple weeks later he's getting squashed. You know, Finn Balor comes out, wins the belt, gets hurt. Now he's an afterthought. So it just seems, you know, the Ascension and the Vaude Villains, they brought them out like they were going to be world beaters in the tag team division, and now they're less relevant than uh, Brizongo. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's typical WWE at its finest. But uh, as far as Raw goes, i got to say, favorite part of Raw, Gold Dust versus R-Truth. Saw a little Gold Dust at the end with a curtain call. Uh, it's nice to see one of the roads getting treated with a little bit of respect and stop looking like he's a, a doormat. Uh, nice to see kind of an old-school feel to gold dust out there again. But uh, that was definitely my uh, my most enjoyed part of the Raw episode this past week. Interesting point, JT. And uh, I actually do agree with you on that one. That is a very good point. You know, the, the road's name should be a little bit more heralded in uh, WWE than than it has been, and yeah, that's a that's a fantastic point. They, that family's contributed blood, sweat, and tears to help uh, that brand. Dusty more than any of them. Okay, mm-hmm. should so I mean you know if you're giving respect to uh, to uh, Natalia because uh, of her relations, and you're giving respect to uh, uh, Flair, Charlotte, because of a relation. It, you know, I'm just saying, you should be giving the same respect to these guys uh, because of the name. Hey, look at the Wyatts and uh, and Bo Dallas. You know, they get their props because of Blackjack. You know, so I mean, right. it really is. Uh, it really uh, that is a fantastic point to be made there. Let's go ahead and let's switch gears uh, to SmackDown, and let's get back to Busy. Busy, you started off. SmackDown, what would you like? What did you not like? Uh, I like the whole, you know, AJ is the U.S. champion. It gives him something to do, gives, you know, brings a little bit more prestige to the title. I, I just don't like the whole him tagging, pairing up with John Cena. I, I do like. I do like this anticipation for this Punjami match. I can't remember the last Punjami match, so I hope it's something special coming up down at Battleground. Um, I like what they're doing with the women movement over there. They're utilizing everybody on the roster. That's one of the things about SmackDown. They utilize everybody, down to Brizango, down to the Uso, down to New Day. They use everybody. So I would say that's the only good thing about it. You know, they're gearing up for Battleground and then up to SummerSlam, which we'll probably see going for the title, and I hope he doesn't win it at SummerSlam. Hmm. Hmm. JT, your opinion? Well, as we've talked on this show for the past several weeks, it's nice to see AJ Styles getting some respect, getting some kind of hardware. He deserves it. Uh, but I'm going to go with more of a point of 
is it me or does it seem like more and more on even the pay-per-views, let alone the weekly shows, there are so many no contests. And there was yeah, two of them in true. particular. Yeah, there's just so many no contests. Baron Corbin thing, the start of the show with AJ Styles and John Cena. It just seems more and more like there's no there's no contest every week. Is is this the answer for them to try to to string these feuds along a little farther? Is to not actually our, our guy is not able to take a loss. I mean, does it hurt their egos? Or is it more WWE uncreative at its finest in the back, not knowing what to do uh, because their head's so far up their ass they can't see the show? So my problem with it is too many no contests. Let's, let's start getting some actual action and some winners. Interesting. Interesting you should say that. It, 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 makes you, it has to make you wonder. When you see the shows and you see the struggling numbers, and you take the temperature of the room of the fans. What is being done to help creative? I understand that, you know, I, it, it, to me, it should be a fine mix. And I could be wrong. And you guys tell me. It should be a fine mix between some old school stuff that being redone or repackaged somehow, okay, as a nostalgia kick and a tribute to uh, the way things used to be or in certain matches that have gone on and bring back that kind of feel. But you still have to find new ways to entertain the people. And I understand that you can't, you can't go extreme because of it. We've talked about this time and again on this podcast about how they can't go too bad because of sponsors, because of where they are. And I understand that, and I truly do. So either one of two things needs to happen, needs to happen without a question, for WWE. One, they have to find a creative team that can work within the PG guidelines and still be creative. Call me crazy, but I'm willing to bet. Give me a week and I'll write you a month of shows that you haven't seen before under a PG guideline. You've got to be kidding me. You can't come up with anything different, anything we haven't seen. Better promos. Uh, how about some managers? We, you only have one. You don't have any... So you, you, you go ahead and you just have the wrestlers. You don't have any side mouthpieces or distractions. I hear what JT's saying about the no contest, no contest. Well, you know, some of those could be taken up by uh, a missed call by a referee because the yes. evil manager did this or something. You know, there's different ways still in the PG guideline, or, or you do this. You don't split the brand. You split the type of shell. See, you can have, because you have your own damn channel. Let me repeat that. They have their own channel. You can do whatever you want. 
you don't have to put it on all on USA. Mm-hmm. You know, no. JT, you've you... talked about before about the, the SmackDown, okay, and him, you know, not really putting everything into it because he's upset with USA and all that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But you still have your own damn channel that you can go do the things that the fans are calling for that your sponsors on the other show on USA right. can't I would love, do. I would love to, and maybe by this time next week I can find it. I would love to get an idea of what the subscription rate numbers-wise is for WWE to think about. Let's just say they have a million. I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's just say they have a million monthly subscriptions. Are you know, which is already about half of what your viewership is during these mm. shows, and I know it's got to be more than a million. But my point—that's already half your viewership. You can't tell me you can't sell that to some kind of a uh, um, little bit more of a risque or a little bit more ballsy type of sponsor uh, that you could throw to sponsor these on the WWE Network. And one last thought—you were talking about the PG tie-ins. You guys may remember, I think it was Edge maybe seven, eight years ago. They had a show in, in Raw. It was Galveston, Texas. And I think it was John Cena who threw his money in the bank briefcase into the Gulf of Mexico. You know, they had this – I mean, it, and it was just like right outside the arena. It was an impromptu thing. But it it gave you Brilliant. a reason to why you saw that match when those two beat the holy hell out of each other later on in the ring. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was just, you know, it was like, hmm, okay, yeah, we know that. Oh, I can't wait to see what he does to him later in the show for that. You know, there's none of that now. There's none of that. You don't, yeah, you you're not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Something you need, what you just said, it, it can be simple. It can be simple, but just do it different so that. Raw doesn't look like SmackDown. That SmackDown doesn't look like uh, Great Balls of Fire. That you're, Great you're, Balls of Fire doesn't look yeah. like SummerSlam. Yeah, you're cutting. But, I mean, with that, you're cutting outside the arena, back to inside. It, it To me, it gives the show several different venues, so it doesn't look like all you're seeing is that squared circle. It gives you different something else around the arena to make it feel like a bigger production than it really is. And it pieces the show together. I, I don't understand why that can't be done. Well, here's what I also think about that, JT, is this, okay? And correct me if I'm wrong, but my idea would be to do stuff like that where you have maybe one segment or two segments in a night. More than likely, all you really need is one good one, okay? That was started during the day in the community. See, mm-hmm. you want to try and help build the fan base of people that you're not reaching, either on social media, uh, having maybe seen your product on TV, maybe, uh, you know, just uh, have no idea what wrestling's about and uh, really don't know. So you go into a community, let's say all of a sudden, and this is just a quick example. You have uh, the wrestlers eating lunch at a cafe. One of the wrestlers are eating lunch at one of the busiest friggin' restaurants 
that had served lunch in that area. And in the middle of it, okay, there's a quick little work, an argument, whatever, this, that, the other, okay, and you pull in everybody from the restaurant as part of the gig. Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to come up with something that's different, a reason that they're fighting that night. Listen, they could be literally wrestling that night over, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you left your wallet again? You left, There's PG as PG can be. You know what? Every time I'm getting tired of this. Every time we go out, okay, you leave your wallet, okay? Right. And have this play out in front of a packed restaurant. Yeah, you put it out on Twitter that the, it was a beef. See what happens later tonight on Raw, SmackDown. And, you know, living in Texas, it brings up uh, – I hear a lot about this particular group I'm going to mention, but they used to do this stuff all the time. Latino Heat, Los Guerreros, they <laughs> used to do that kind of stuff all the time, okay, before, you know, out there in, out, you know, if they're in Dallas for the day and they'd do something out and then they'd play that clip uh, at the beginning of the show and then later that night you knew something was going to happen with those guys, you know, that kind of stuff. And, hell, I, even, I never thought I'd say it. I miss the stuff where you had, you know, when Eddie used to come out in the low rider or JBL would come oh, out yeah. in his limo and they would oh, always yeah, and they would always incorporate that uh, into the show when Randy Orton was given a race car and, and they, they painted they threw paint or something all over it, you know. I mean, now it's just so boring. I hate to say that because I know we're doing a wrestling podcast, but Vince, man, you need some competition out there, buddy, because you're sleeping. Well, he needs a little competition, okay, because competition, yeah, it does breed a a much better product. And in this case, yeah, the main product that's out there is lacking. There are are brands that can go ahead and knock on this door legitimately uh, within the next couple of years. Within the next couple of years, okay, Vince better figure out what's going on or – Okay, Triple H better take over and start doing what needs to be done. And busy, I don't know what it's going busy, to take. I, know. I, I, I honestly I think it's going to be another brand that comes up uh-huh. and starts doing and grabbing the attention based on being different. Busy. Not when knowing you've watched, when you've watched what's Ron going to happen. Here. I'm right, sorry? and when you've watched Ron SmackDown lately, Busy, I know you've seen it. You've had to. You notice how they're keeping those camera angles a lot lower throughout the show and trying not to show the uh, roped off empty and seats. tapered off upper yeah. decks. Yeah, it's a lot of empty seats going around. A lot of empty seats at these house shows and Raw and SmackDown. I mean, you never saw empty seats, but now they're actually shooting the. I mean, I'm you know, production background. Watch the next time you watch Raw. Watch how they're shooting it. They are not giving you any angles where you can see the uh, tarped off upper deck seats that are. Well, sold. not only that, remember nobody sits on the camera side either. They move, right? But I mean, nobody sits. No, is, remember the the sections on the camera side. Nobody sits there. So it's the crowds are even smaller than what you would think. Than what they appear, yeah. So yeah, you know, right. uh, and and Jeff Jarrett is gaining some momentum if you look at his attendance at some of his stocks. Jarrett was the one that should have been running from the start. I mean, he he should have just kept going and taken over and run with this a while ago. Okay, and now he's got it. He's calling the shots. 
So far, so good. So far, so good. But that could just be uh, the whiplash effect of people just being so happy that Dixie's gone and they're hoping to see what possibly occurs. Speaking of gone, real quick, real quick, Hmm. both your opinions on Alberto Del Patron being suspended yet once again. Don't know where to start. Is every, is, go ahead, busy. Go ahead. You want to, and then I'll I'll get in there. I mean, you know, you would think because he left WWE that his attitude would change, but clearly not. He's a he's a nutcase, and I don't know that they got a they got a lot of problems with him over there. They and they won't cut him because he brings attention to the product, which is good. You know, no all publicity is good, so that's why they won't really cut him. But that is. It's a bad track record he has. You've got Patron grabbing uh, headlines, okay, and getting all this recognition, uh, but you got somebody like AJ Styles getting the belt on a non-televised show. This is this is wrestling today, folks, and you wonder why I keep saying FXC is going to really keep changing shit. Oh my lord, busy. Thanks so much. I listen uh, as always. A pleasure. We look forward to uh, seeing what you can throw out there on FantasyJusticeSports.com next. Also, hopefully, uh, you going to be able to join us Saturday night for the podcast, oh, the Fantasy Justice Show. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks so much. As always, great job, busy, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Later, guys. Alright, folks. That was Busy J. You can find him over on Twitch. At Dizzy J B I Z Z Y J. We're going to take a little break, pay a couple of bills, and then get right back to the local Florida scene. And, uh, folks, we are brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com and Bog Talk Radio, bringing you that crystal clear sound. You can hear me, can't you? I can't hear you, though. No, seriously. Folks, again, not just those two, not just FantasyJusticeSports.com and Blog Talk Radio, but we want to thank the fine sponsors that really have been with us from day one. First, it's BreadFromYourBed.com, your personal finance blog for everything you could possibly want to make extra money, whether it's just a couple extra dollars here and there, all the way to starting up your own business from home. Are you tired of the rat race? Go ahead. You've got a great idea. Talk to Joey and the gang. They will help you get your business off the ground. Talk to them. They'll be more than glad to show you their record of proven success in helping many companies make more money than they did before or ask them about their companies that they helped from the ground up. Again, breadfromyourbed.com. Joey and the gang, tell them the fantasy jester sent you. Then you have Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Talk about a great time. If you're in the great state of Florida and you want to go have a good time, whether snorkeling or if you're a licensed diver, you can go dive with Deep Obsession Charters out of West Palm Beach. Absolutely fantastic. Different dives. The Blue Heron Bridge Dive voted one of the best macro dives in the world. It is right there in West Palm Beach. 
They're at the Blue Heron Bridge. Then you also have their reef dives, their wreck dives. Their wreck dives include boats or planes, and then their shark dives. You've heard me talk about them before, and I'll talk about them forever. You want to go out and actually be with the sharks, no cage, find out exactly the truth about these animals and the help that they actually need and the conservation efforts of everyone at Deep Obsession Charters, including the one and only Ryan Walton. Folks, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, go have a great time. Now, as we get ready to start talking about the local scene, I'll go ahead and bring JT back in. You know, we sit there and talk about the shows, the wrestling shows by WWE. And not really trying to sound like a bunch of curmudgeons about it. We obviously love the sport. Uh, and JT, I, I, I can, I'm sure I can speak for you when you say, you know, you, you love the sport of wrestling, okay? And it's a little uh, bit absolutely. of a disappointment because the flagship brand, the one that all of us, if, if, whether you're a podcaster, uh, independent wrestler, independent wrestling promoter, or anybody in between, you look up to the parent brand to be proud. It's the big league. It's, yes. it's the big league. Of be, wrestling, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you want to be proud of the product. And right now, the WWE, to me, is no different than the NBA. They both can't be highly proud of their product. The I NBA has like their struggles. I'm sorry? I like that analogy. I agree completely. It's just they can do better for their fans is all I'm saying. Listen, they have a great product. They have great athletes, both the NBA and WWE. Fantastic athletes, fantastic workers, Okay, but the current setup of the product, how it's put out there, can, could definitely be done better. And right. it's and, and not on, just yeah, the jester or JT saying this. This right. is a and lot of fans saying this. A lot of fans saying this. And it's funny when you think about it, the only real difference between the two of them is the uh, inmates are running the asylum in the NBA and, and the you know, WWE, it sounds like the uh, – Sponsors are running the uh, promotions, not Vince. Yeah, you know, it's kind of – I don't see that. You know, that's a, that's a great point because you don't see that. Now, you think about the leagues where they're doing well and the commissioners in those sports are firmly in control. Right. You may not like Adele, but he's got control of his league. Yeah, oh, no doubt. You might not like him. But I can promise you, he's running the show. Yes. <laughs> and that's why they're succeeding. That's why the numbers are still doing well. That's why the players' salaries are going up. Okay? They might not like them, but they're also not looking to get rid of them. But I think the day that either, A, the players are running it, like the NBA, or, B, when your sponsors are making your calls, because let's be real – I bet you any amount of money, if Vince could run this the way it used to be, it would still be run that way. But I think the sponsors are the ones making the call. They're the ones that are uh, affecting that, uh, you know, boardroom at the top of that building in Stanford, Connecticut. 
So uh, I think Vince's problem is the sponsors more than anything. Is uh, yeah. Well, the sponsors calling the shots. I, I, I. You lose your identity once you start going against what you what what got you to where you where you are today. I imagine that's me. Street, that's that's uh, the way I see it. I mean, they on the street, Vince they has been an innovator. Vince has been an innovator. Okay, Vince took this to a whole nother level. Yes, he did. And then stopped. A cold turkey. Uh, I mean, it was almost overnight, just how quickly it stopped. And, you know, I I mentioned the Guerreros earlier, and I think back of some of the the characters and the the people I saw in the 80s and the 90s and, you know, first, you know, 2001, I think, is when it really dropped off. But, you know, is it – was it did wrestling and, and Vince's writers were that great or did you just have people that could take it and run with it and make it amazing? You know, it's, it's really interesting when you think about that, that maybe the writers never really had that much, you know, maybe the guys like Guerrero's or Undertaker or Stone Cold went into writers and said, look, this is what I want to do with my character. And then they went with it. You know, so I guess my point is there's got to be a way to get back to something similar without pissing your sponsors off. Like, yeah, and that is simply getting the creative team that can work within the PG guidelines uh, and still be able to bring you different ideas. I mean, like I said, literally lock them in the room if you have to until somebody goes, hey, you know what, I got something different. Or here, hmm. we used to do this. Let's do this again, and, and break out some old wrestling moves. We've talked about that too before. Break out some old wrestling moves that you never see now. Start tearing off turnbuckles and slamming people into them. Yeah, and we, you know, I, I, as a guy, I can't believe I'm saying this, but bring back the atomic drop. You know, uh, <laughs> bring you know. You know. Bring back the bring back the backbreaker or, or you know some of these other ones that you know. Granted, it's like now the what was it, the tombstone uh, pile driver was outlawed unless your name was Kane or the Undertaker because Vince trusts right. those guys to do it right. So here's a thought in NXT. Let's it's almost like I'd like to see in actual sports in the minor leagues, if you will. Let's start teaching fundamentals and how to do moves. Right. Right. You know. Right. Let let's get these guys versed in it. And so that so that not yeah that everybody's doing clotheslines and super kicks. Right. There's basically twelve. That's the one thing that's great about watching the Hardys. Now, granted, they've done the same yes. moves over and over for a lot of years, but at least they do moves that other people don't do. Or like Billy match. Kidman. You remember Billy Kidman and the Shining oh, Star yeah. Press and some of the stuff? You know, that, that, I mean, those kind of moves. I mean, uh, Hurricane Helms, characters like that that were so over the top that you just, you know, yeah, you, you watch to see what the dude was going to do next. You know, was he the most talented guy in the ring? No, he was good. But it was what, what he did outside the ring and his character. I mean, there's just so many things that they have at their disposal. It's untapped resources. That's the best way I can You know why Kidman was good? You know who, who who trained him? Afa. Oh, well, that would explain that. 
Alpha, Alpha trained him, you know. I thought that it's funny that you had mentioned Kidman because um, I was uh, I was researching Alpha today and uh, okay. his school down here. He's got a school down here in uh, Mineola, Florida, and okay. uh, was doing some doing some research on it. But uh, and one of the things was that yeah, Billy Kidman's a graduate. I mean, he got got some really good names out of it, out of Alpha, but. Um, you know, it's it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, and like I said, you know, I bitch and I complain, and I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon. I'm just saying that uh, I guess it's just a disappointment. You know, I, I seem to always, uh, and again, it's funny because that's what the show seems to be uh, titled as well, too. I always seem to say something that's, you know, got somebody upset, questioning me, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, you don't I have no idea. Uh, I, I'm never going to make everybody happy. I, I wish I could sit there and go, I loved every part of the, the uh, show this these past three days. I liked parts of it. That sco- well, the score of five and six was fair. They were average here's, shows. Here's, why we, here's where we, why we're where we are with the complaining, okay? What was it, two, three, four months ago, you had the whole thing where Enzo goes to – Lana's hotel room, and you had the stuff backstage with Enzo, and you saw, wait a minute, we're starting to see some uh, old school backstage, somewhere else type stuff. Oh, man, he really took a bump when uh, Rusev threw him up against the wall in that hotel room. So we're thinking, okay, they te- they gave us a little tease, a little taste of what it used to be, and then they pulled the rug out from under us. That's why we're complaining, because that disappeared as quick as it came. Yeah, yeah, I just... uh. Yeah. You know, let me ask you something. Let me ask you this. Do you think... All right. Is it possible that maybe Vince isn't making as many calls as everybody thinks? Well, I've I've been on record and corrected by a particular corona-drinking friend of ours saying that Paul Levesque is calling the shots. So I don't think Vince is making as many shots. I think that it's Paul Levesque and his sponsors that are in charge. See, uh, you know, and that's the thing. Because who, who also has said that, though, is that Vince is still 100% in charge with Jimmy. Well, Jimmy knows better than I, so I'm not going to ever dispute Jimmy Hart. What if, I don't know. What if he might not know even? Well, it, it, it just it seems, it just seem seems like uh, listen, there's no way a guy who made the WWE what it is today, okay, doesn't know that people are saying that the brand is suffering. He Don't tell me he doesn't look at those numbers and know that they're suffering. What did he just cut back on to save money? Oh, sugar. He, I just read it somewhere, too. Uh, I didn't cut back to save money. Cutting back to save money? Uh, Vince McMahon's cutting back to save money. It looks to me like he's cutting back entertainment to save money, apparently. Yeah, apparently uh, the creative writing people don't make a whole hell of a lot. But then again, when you have a bunch of five-year-olds, I don't know. (laughs) Their creative level is is that of a five-year-old, and I'm sorry. Actually, I have a five-year-old in my life that would probably be more creative 
And that's a true story. Well, all I ask when you mention that five-year-old, all I ask yeah. real quick is when you mention that five-year-old, you take said five-year-old down to Dolphins camp this year and let him have a dinosaur discussion with our newest defensive end, William Haynes from the uh, Los Angeles Rams, because I think they are the Titans. Those guys, those guys could have a real good conversation about dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'd blow that man's mind if I brought, if I brought him. <laughs> Folks, you have to understand, I have this, uh, uh, Ethan is five years old, okay, and uh, is a complete dinosaur expert. And I mean expert as in, you know, he is looking to one day go ahead and bring dinosaurs back. Yeah, and like, he like wants one of to those... start with the herbivores, you know, because the carnivores are dangerous, so he wants to start with the herbivores well, yeah. and, and go with the If you ever get lost in Jurassic Park, you want to be lost with Ethan, trust me. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, uh, no, like I said, uh, I know I'm going to upset people. I always end up upsetting people with what I have to say and what I do. So what are you going to do? Sound effects. Love them. Well, that was me now, dropping now, it. Now, now, speaking of, though, I, I, I have a little something i got to get off my chest before the show's over here. So, what? you know, we talk WWE on our show, which is to be understood, but, you know, I've heard you mention another, another Florida promotion on our show uh, over the last couple of weeks. You, you hinted at it. I've heard you talk about some things uh, in our uh, meetings. You want to explain to me what you're doing to give other people props on our show? I was wondering what this was all about. You know, folks, as, as you see in the title, Jester said what and all this stuff, and uh, JT and Shaka. Everybody's had this ha ha he he behind my back talking. You know what? And I've been wondering what the hell did I say that has everybody? Well, yeah. And, and I guess I guess okay, that explains about. The, I've been getting a lot of questions from the staff too about when am I going to start talking about October? I'm talking about, uh, and I haven't started talking about October yet, and what FXE has planned, and uh, I plan to over these uh, next coming weeks to get into that, but. Yeah, I alluded to uh, Ignite Wrestling. Now, Ignite mm-hmm. Wrestling is, is run by a, a, a young lady named Kim Artlip, and uh, I have had an opportunity to take a look at what she's done in her short time. She's been around for about a year and a half, maybe two years, and, and have taken a, a look at what she has done and admire her work. Uh, now, I, I've called it good and bad since I've come into this. I've called it good and bad to the point of getting myself in trouble, threatened, and everything else. <laughs> no, it's a true story. I'm sorry if I'm going to call it as I see it and speak how, how I feel at the given time. Now, was it appropriate? Was I right for doing so? In the grand scheme of things, if I could do it all over, I probably uh, I, I probably wouldn't have done it to that degree. Um, mm-hmm. But I was new in the business and learning, and uh, that's a whole other story. But no, no, I, I I'm torn, JT. I'm torn because of this. Okay, yeah. Again, I want to be talking FXE, but until everything's hammered out, and you have some of the details already about right. October. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, October yeah. is here fast enough. 
Yeah. Um, but until it's all hammered out, I really don't want to be talking about that, but still talk a little bit about the local scene. And, and the most positive thing I could talk about in the local scene is Ignite Wrestling, and they've got a show coming, I think it's July 22nd, it's afternoon and all that. And i got to be honest with you, I don't know whether to like them, hate them, show up out of the blue on them. I don't know what quite to do with them yet. But here's what I'm going to do, all right? See, you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer is the way I believe. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to reach out to Miss Kim. She seems like a nice lady. Let's get okay. her on here and let's let, let's let's see what happens if we talk oh, to her. And... No, it le- I think this it, is a good funny. idea. It, it's funny. It's funny. You say it's ignite wrestling. Why do I picture her being the gas and you being the match when you bring her on the show? So it ignite wrestling will live up to its name at that point. No, 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 no. I'll go in undercover. I'll talk to her undercover. I'm the jester, but not really the jester jester. I'll go in there as the kinder, gentler jester to talk to her and see what she wants to talk about and feel her out. And if she's too nice or I think she's too good, I'll have to invade it or something. I'll have to do something. So see, so... So but I'll do it behind the scenes. I won't do it when she's on. I'll be nice. I'm going to be nice. So you're by. thinking, go in like Ronald McDonald instead of it this time. You know what I mean? You're going in clown, but you're going in nice clown, not I'm going to burn down yeah. the world. Justin. Yeah, okay. I'm going in happy clown. I'm going in happy. Ha, 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 hee, hee. How you doing? Nice to meet you. What do you got going on? Yes, oh, I yeah, this is great. And... This way you can learn about your enemy if you bring them closer. I'm telling you. Well, just remember. She's too good. She's too good at what she does. I have to pay attention to what's going on. Now it's like right, becoming, well, becoming like a mini obsession, okay, to find out more about this company. And what better way? Like I said, I'll remember. Her Let's see if she comes on. She might maybe come and, on. And save this date that I said this, okay? But the world oh. is in trouble if. You bring her on the show, and I become the voice of reason. Because it's over for planet Earth at that point. I could agree with that. Anytime you're the voice of reason, folks, if JT's the voice of reason, grab your stuff, pack, it's the over. world's about yeah. to end. Kiss your loved ones goodbye. So you you play nice, Jester, but I'm looking Kiss forward to Kiss your wife? Oh, your loved ones, you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Uh, yeah, Just no. checking. Yeah. No. All right. You know better. No, I got you. I got you. We can do this. Ah, oh, it's that time. It's that time. It's that time. JT, thanks so much for joining us, man. I'll see you Saturday. Folks, you're listening to the Fantasy Jester, and um, I don't know what to tell you. I think I have to talk to this lady, Kim. We got to get Ignite on here. We got so much to do. Oh my God, folks, tune in Saturday. Let's see what goes on with this, okay? And, and where I go with it. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Let's see. Yeah. Ignite Wrestling. It's everything you ever wanted. Just one moment. Out. Did you capture? Just 
Let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak.